Fashion Questions. On each episode, we ask a different question to retail insiders about the fashion industry. This is where they share their views and insights. Brought to you by Hive. The group's fashion portfolio includes Moda at Spring and Autumn Fair, Pure London and Source Fashion. Stay tuned. Welcome to Fashion Questions. Traditional brick-and-mortar shops are facing challenging times. The retail landscape has undergone a remarkable transformation, pervasive influence of digital technology and shifting consumer needs. On this episode, we delve into the dynamic world of fashion retail and discuss the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead for businesses in the industry. I'm Lina Vash, content editor at Hive, and with me in the studio is Ibrahim Ibrahim, designer, retail strategist and the renowned author of Future Ready Retail, a compelling book that offers innovative solutions to redefine and revitalize the high street. Ibrahim will shed light on this episode's questions that every fashion brand and retailer needs to consider. Is your business future-proof? Good morning, Ibrahim, and welcome to our Hive Studios. Morning, Lina. We are still seeing quite a lot of empty high street shops. Is this all about external circumstances like COVID, or is there something within retail itself that needs to change? It's partly about COVID, but I think this... um, has been developing over quite a few years uh, before COVID. The COVID you know, accelerated it. But I think there's um, a much more fundamental um, reason why we're seeing the depletion of physical space um, in our high streets, in our shopping centres, in terms of retail. Uh, and that's to do with, um, obviously, the internet, you know, um, but also I think there's a cultural shift. I think we're seeing a fundamental shift in the relationship between brands and retailers and their customers, um, and also a shift in the relationship between customers themselves and how they share and collaborate um, around brands. Um, so there's market shifts, but there's also cultural shifts that are happening. Uh, I think also partly um, we are seeing the closure of shops that are boring, that don't offer anything that the internet doesn't offer. So if a shop is just about shelves and products on them, then um, I don't think it's going to survive. I mean, you know, there's always exceptions, and I'm generalizing. Um, You you could argue that the grocery sector would um, still prosper. Uh, But by and large, unless you, in retail, offer something beyond the distribution of goods, let's say, beyond the distribution channel and create an, an experience that is compelling, then I think there's going to be difficulties. What strategies can fashion retailers employ to ensure their business remains relevant and adaptable in the face of changing consumer trends? You, you mentioned experience. Is experiential retail the future? It is, but that's a very general term. And I think one needs to uh, you know, drill into that and what that means. As a general comment or response to that question I would say that and again look every throughout this interview I will do two things one I generalize so there's always going to be an exception and two I, I, I like to be slightly provocative um, so what I would say that there aren't many brands or retailers that will survive that are not connected to culture the connection to culture and I don't mean culture in terms of ethnic culture I mean culture in terms of culture of interest 
culture around passions and interests and uh, interest groups. And, you know, retailers, have, I believe, have got to connect to that culture and think beyond their products or services. How do their products and services relate to culture? And how do you offer value and experience beyond transaction? That's the key. Because we don't need physical shops for transaction and fulfillment. And we can see the, the, the retailers that are prospering. You know, they offer um, a shop or a physical space that be, feels and behaves more like a community center for communities of interest than, as I say, than a distribution center. And I think that's sort of the key. And what role does technology play in future-proofing fashion businesses? I think a, a big role, but I think we've also got to be careful that we don't you know, think the future is only about technology. Um, you know, we can see actually a, a growth of of purely analog experiences. You can see the the growth and explosion of you know, of vinyl, uh, of 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 vintage clothing, and you know, all these things that are really really analog. Uh, are growing. So I, I wouldn't say it's only about technology, but certainly technology can be used to future-proof uh, a, a, an experience, you know, for instance, around convenience. Uh, we can see what Uniqlo are doing with their checkouts, hyper-convenient, hyper-simple. As we lead increasingly complex digital lives, we crave more and more simplicity, you know. As a piece of research that I often quote in my presentations that... Um, people are willing to pay more for simpler experiences. You know, so I think technology can allow us to create hyper-convenience, but also it can allow us to, to create an experience that blends with the physical. I, I, I like to use the word magnify. We can use technology to magnify um, the engagement, more information, deeper stories and we can use a digital realm whether that's ar whether it's vr whether it's um a digital interface uh, in a store to to get more information and more um uh, engagement with a product or a service but also i think technology can be used um to create a a one-to-one -one relationship with a sales associate with a brand um whether that association with or relationship with um, the brand is through, as I say, a sales associate or, you know, or the designer. And we can use that you know, as a digital interface. So technology, I mean, you know, dy dy dynamic pricing, um, in, in, you know, installations in windows, and a whole bunch of things that technology is good for. And in terms of sustainability, I know it's such a big thing, uh, but what steps can brands take to integrate sustainable practices into their operations? Oh, we could cover a whole podcast on that. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously the supply chain, uh, that, that's a critical one, understanding you know, how we can create sustainability at every, every step of that supply chain. Um, we can certainly think about in the physical space, the materiality, how we can reuse materials. Um, you know, I've been reading about um, reconstituted concrete, so using old concrete to make new concrete. You know, really interesting. Um, I mean, we're working on projects where we, we're using reconstituted pineapple leaves, um, mycelium, which is you know, mushrooms, fungi. Um, so there's a whole bunch of products out there that are, that are not only sustainable, and I don't think, I think the days of talking about sustainability, uh, it feels like old news, really. Uh, we now talk much more about regenerative. 
how you create regenerative you know design regenerative materials um and 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 also you know there's also i mean in terms of the esg there's also the social piece of it the social value socially regenerative um design and and brands um um so yeah i mean i think i think it's such a a, a big subject you know we're seeing more and more brands you know, look at look at repair and reuse i mean you know uniqlo are doing that and selfridges are really involved in that vintage um vintage is you know is exploding um and that's not just about sustainability it's about individualism it's about uniqueness authenticity but sustainability is, is a big part of that and going a little bit back to technology, uh, retail now is all about omnichannel, accessible everywhere at all times. How can businesses stand out in the digital age? I don't like the term omnichannel. I've never heard a, a, a customer saying I'm going omnichannel shopping. Um, <laughs> you know, I like the idea of omniservice. You know, it's about it's not about the channels; it's about the the proposition at each of those touch points. What is the service? What is the experience at each touch point? So it's more and about the customer journey. It's more about the customer journey and the touch points along that journey. Mm -hmm. And I don't think in the future we'll be referring to online and offline. You know, you know, we refer to sometimes as inline. You know, it, you know, customers flip between online and offline in milliseconds. Um, it's not about whether it's online and offline. It's how we bring those two things together and, and create a seamless experience, whether it's through mobile device, whether it's uh, and, I, and, I, and I believe that. That um, you know, more and more online shopping will happen in store, mobile on mobile devices, and I think that's kind of you know interesting. And and online is not just about commerce; it's about experience. It's about how you how you create communities. Um, so yeah, it's, it's there's, there we're the, we're only at the beginning, I think. And and I think um, and also believe, and I may be completely wrong here. I don't think there'll be such a such a thing as an online or offline brand in the future. Um, I think all all online, particularly in fashion, all online brands will have to have some sort of physical experience. And I'm not I'm saying that deliberately physical experience without using the word shop, because I don't think we necessarily are going to see a future of concrete boxes with glass fronts. I don't think that's the future notion of a shop. I think the shop will break out the chains of a of a, of, a, of a concrete box. And I say often, you know, the I don't believe the internet will kill shops. It will liberate them, to liberate them to become wonderful experiences where we, where we blend um, digital and physical. And what would you say about social media and influencer marketing? I think that's critical. I think brands have increasingly need to think social first. Um, and... Um, we we we're not social media experts ourselves. Um, we we developed social media as part of a as part of a um, a wider kind of experience, and we have really great partners that are social media experts. One particular one is the Ready House. Um, but social media is critical because if we take the premise that retail, physical retail, in the future will be. Um, um, okay, let me let me take a step back. Uh, I think it's important I, I explain this kind of story as such. Retail has always been and will always be about only four things. Recruitment, transaction, fulfillment, and retention. You find a customer, you sell them something, you get it to them, and you encourage them to come back. What's interesting is that 
transaction and fulfillment is migrating away from the physical store. We believe that will increasingly happen. And therefore, the physical space is left with recruitment and retention. If a physical space is used for recruitment and retention, that means it behaves like a media platform. And if it behaves like a media platform, that platform, that space, again, I'm not using the word shop, that space suddenly is very different. That changes everything. If we think about physical space beyond a distribution channel, beyond transaction and fulfillment, that changes everything. It changes the type of space, it changes the design, the service proposition, the technology, the master plan in the wider development. But very importantly, it changes the revenue model and the rent model. So that's a long-winded way of answering your question about social media. If we therefore think about a physical space as a media platform where people gather and brands use that to recruit customers, then those gathering places are communities, uh, community centers for communities, communities of interest. And hence, social media is at the core of that. And therefore, social first mentality, social first mindset is really, really key. Uh, so for me, social media is not, not just for me, I think it's a fact of life. Social media is not a broadcast channel. It's a dialogue channel. It's a community channel. It's a place for communities to share and co-create and collaborate. Uh, and therefore, it's critical. It's beyond just being a channel for, 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 for um, communications. And how about 3D stores and AI, uh, other technologies? How do you see uh, their role in the future? I see their role as critical, uh, and, and AI is, is going to be critical. I, I, I make a comment generally about technology. Um, the, the, the technology that we employ in, in retail has got to work with the natural human behavior. As soon as you get technology that tries to make people behave in, a, in an unusual way, or you, you can see, I mean, Google Glass is a great example, you, know, you can see it fails. And therefore, technology is much more than just kit or the latest idea. It's how we integrate it into our strategy. How does it re reinforce, how does it support our strategy? Um, and how, very importantly, do we blend it with, with the physical? Um, but AI is you know, the ability to create engagement um, and information um, in a millisecond, in billions of kind of um, data sets is, is, you know, is, is quite phenomenal. And in terms of collaborations, what are the most effective ways of fashion brands to collaborate with other businesses and drive mutual growth? Do you think we'll see more of this in the future? I do, and I think this is a really good question because, um, as all the questions are very good, Lena, but, but, <laughs> but this is a good question because um, I think in retail we're going beyond category. I think the idea of you know, a fashion brand or a fashion category store is, is no longer you know, as relevant as it was. I think what we've got to do is, is fashion brands have got to have partners that, that have mutually um, 
uh, beneficial and have synergy with a different another category. So, and particularly, there's an opportunity to bring partners to to with another category that are local. So, in other words, to localize your offer, whether you're bringing in a coffee operator to create a, a you know a coffee offer in your fashion store, or whether it's a you know a, a yoga operator um, a provider or or whatever. I mean, you know, there's this uh, we've got this, this great example in in Australia actually we often cite, which is a shirt store with a whiskey bar you know and so how do we kind of think about our audience and think about our product and then think about what other category and partner can we bring into our offer to to enhance our experience but also give in a, an essence of localism and i think you know i, I I'm, I'm chairing a uh, a, a conference called um, completely retail marketplace in in september and 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 we've worked you know, working on a series of panels, and one of them is called the power of local. And I think localism, this idea that our consumers, our audience, are turning away from cookie cutter retail, clone high streets, clone shopping centres. Localism, of course, it's been driven by COVID to a certain extent, but localism is is going to be a real sort of. Um, game changer and if we can see it developing we can see not just local independent brands um, one interesting brand that brings all local um, um, businesses and designers together in fashion is called Loan Design Club LDC and they take a space and they bring all these different um, uh, as I say lo local uh, brands and they create events and they create um, kind of experiences and it's, a, it's, it's entertainment fashion really interesting that localism isn't only about small independence it's also we're seeing um, big brands localized Nike are where they started in Melrose in LA you know they're localizing their offer their assortment through data they capture in a from local community neighborhood goods doing the same you know um, Brompton cycles Rafa these are all localized community centers um, sweaty Betty you know so I think really really interesting Thank you so much, Ibrahim, for your time today. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned.